Hey everyone, it is episode 197 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, and it is Andy and Randy. Andy by phone, because I think Jeff's on a plane to Africa, isn't he? <laughs> Somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where. <laughs> yeah, or, or he's landed, but here's the deal. Randy has been uh, sick, as you know, the week before church retreat, kind of had uh, a coming around, started to feel good after church retreat, not so good. Um and it's just, this is like going on, this is ending the end of week two for me. And so rather than risk, I'm not sure if I'm contagious or not, but you can hear that I don't sound the best. So no we sense. Don't want to find out. Well, and with <laughs> coronavirus and all that stuff going around, let's just feed the hype a little bit more. And we just decided that, hey, we could do this by phone with my mixing board at my home studio. And so let's just save everyone the trouble and let's not get anybody else sick if possible. <laughs> all right. As always, last week was our first whole life podcast officially. And it was live from Camp Kalakwa in our first ever whole life retreat. What a great weekend. If you haven't gone and looked on Facebook, on our Facebook page, uh, I would encourage you to go do that and see some of the pictures and just ask anyone, like, what did I miss? Because you really shouldn't miss any of the retreats. But this was by far my favorite so far. Carla Gober Park was our guest speaker for the weekend, and she joined us in the A-frame on in the afternoon after church for a live taping and a Q&A session where we were reminded that you can't always have it under control. So she went right to the heart of the matter, kept everything on the straight and narrow. But that's what I want. I want it under control. Anyway, if you missed any of the previous messages, episodes along the way, you can find the series and more at hospitalchurch.org slash sermon. And you're saying, wait, Randy, hospitalchurch.org. Yes, for a little while longer, there is a portion, at least the sermon portion, has not been migrated over to the new wholelife.church web domain. So if you still want to be able to watch the, those messages, you still have to go to hospitalchurch.org. Well, you, actually, you actually can go to wholelife.church, and then when you when you click on the archives, it will take you back to the hospitalchurch.org. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It does take you back, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. So... If you can, and also you can find them, of course, in any of the podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, streaming on Spotify, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So, all right, on to this week in a new series. And I didn't really give it much thought when I asked Andy um, at Church Retreat, like, what was our next series going to be? And he's like, oh, it's on the Sabbath. And I'm like, oh, that'll be fun. That'll, that's nice, the Sabbath. We all know about the Sabbath. But as always, there were pieces and parts that I realized that I hadn't thought quite, I hadn't thought about them in quite the way that Andy presented them, except one. And this was a realization that came to me a few years ago at, during Easter. I posted on social media that even in death, you know, Jesus kept the commandments. He rested on the Sabbath after the crucifixion, of course, rising again on Sunday morning. And immediately the comments came back quickly and in different variants about Jesus being a Jew, and he didn't do anything to bolster the case for a current day Sabbath as a biblically meaningful and, oh, I point, wow. and I pointed to the end of my post where I had stated that Jesus' rest was pointing to the God of creation, not the God of Moses and the Israelites. I mean, even the same person, but it was pointing back to that situation and the close to creation week. And in both cases, the work of the Father and then the Son had both been done. And they, what, you know, it was finished. And the Sabbath was in place at creation, not as many assume as only in the Ten Commandments and therefore in only in Jewish culture. And this really changed my view of the Sabbath when this came to me a couple of years ago, and just as a just like a light turned on moment, that it's not just the fourth commandment 
And it's not, you know, how does, but how does the Sabbath still get so little biblical significance? Creation is almost held in holier thought than the Sabbath, and yet it's part of the same story. And it's one of the Ten Commandments. It was kept by Jesus when he was here on earth, and still so little love. Why is that, Andy? Well, I think part of it probably, um, Randy, is, has to do simply just with our difficulty in taking a Sabbath, period. So I, <laughs> I think, I think if, if we just yeah. if, if we humans in our cultures of, of all times easily just sort of said, yeah, let me lay down self-advancement for a day and just chill for a whole day each week and focus on God. I, I, if, if we if that sort of came natural to us, uh, it might be it might be a little different. I think part part of the hardest thing about the, uh, giving it this airtime that it's due is just the nature. Uh, I'll talk about it a little bit this Sabbath in the in the message um, that it, Sabbath has been plagued with two things: uh, busyness, which we all can identify <laughs> very much with, yeah, absolutely, and, and legalism on the other hand. Oh. Those two things. Yeesh. So. So we we tend, if you look at historically at, at Sabbath, whether that's observed on Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. um, if you look at it in the history of, of early American history as well, um, there's a tendency when we emphasize Sabbath keeping that we get very legalistic about it. Yeah, um, that's just that there's a tendency to want everybody to do it the way we do it, and. And so legalism on one side, and we'll deal with that with Jesus and how he changed that this week in the sermon, But or busyness, which we very much identify with. And we think we're, the, oh, it's busier now than it's ever been. It seems that well, way, doesn't I'm, it? I'm, I'm pretty sure that in an agrarian culture that's just making it financially, that giving up a whole day, uh, even though we think we're busy, I think that was a pretty – pretty big deal um to to think about setting a whole day aside to yeah. to uh, do nothing so to speak when you could be <laughs> fixing a fixing a fixing a plow or you know mending something or doing something you know yeah i think we i think we, never undone no and i think we underestimate just like modern day farming i think we underestimate how much pressure and how much time it took to actually, you know, you know, crops and, and, and actually feed yourself, you know, I mean, yeah, they, and they had to wash dishes, there were no dishwashers. <laughs> no dishwasher. So yeah, I, I think you're right on that. I think we all like to feel though, that we're in this, you know, crazy dog eat dog world, which we are, that's 24, yeah. seven, 365, but this, it's nothing new. But I think Sabbath doesn't get its due because it's not, it doesn't come natural to us necessarily to take one. Yeah, no, that's um, true. I think that's true. But I mean, I think a lot of people are starting to realize it. I mean, they're not they're not looking at Saturday as the Sabbath. They're just saying, um, I think was it Rob Bell? I think that said, I you know, for my family, Wednesday works. And he's yeah. like, and he's like, I I remember, I think he was at Catalyst one year when I was there, and you know, he was just like, other than just you know saying Wednesday versus you know a Saturday. Is that was prep. That was like their prep for church on Sunday and different things. And I thought, you know, more and more people are coming around to this biblical idea that for myself, I've just grown up with it. It, it seems a little sure. odd, but yet, you know, this is seemingly making a bit of a comeback. Oh, it is. And I, I think as affluence enables it to feel easier to do, too. Um, okay. And so as, as the culture has, in hard times when you're not able to make ends meet, thinking about not doing anything becomes much more um, That's true. tedious and yeah. scary. But as as uh, in a more affluent culture, just like hey, you know, it'd be good if we just 
chilled a little bit. And so <laughs> you, you begin to think about those being options uh, as well. It even pokes its head into the affluent culture when you say, if I could get this client or I could take right. that job, right. that would just, mm-hmm. you, I mean, I could give God more tithe. I could give more offering. <laughs> and, sure. you know, I could I could probably, you know, this is a big money winner. And, you know, if I did that, then I could probably, you know, lessen a little bit of what I did during the week. Although we know that that's not true. We'll just take on more. <laughs> but sure. um, another interesting point, though, that you brought up was that Sabbath preceded sin. And I guess if you realize it dates to the creation story, right, that that should be mm-hmm. should be obvious, but it wasn't for me at all. I'd never actually sat there and thought about it. You said Sabbath precedes sin before there's the curse of the ground, before Adam is told that he will eat bread by the sweat of his face, before the hairy tiredness that would welcome rest, God saw that Sabbath was needed. That's insane to me. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was that was that was a, that was a real sort of a revelation to me that last <laughs> week as well. <laughs> you know, the more you think about it, and then you start to wonder. You know, then there's those little things that just kind of keep me up at night when I when I start thinking about things like this, and you, you in, in a good way because you start thinking about God and you and you think, well, even before. Well, before time began, he knew that this was going to happen, that, you know, that sin was going to come and he was going to have to send Jesus. So he prepared. He had the plan. And that, that kind of blows your mind. And this is kind of the same thing. I mean, he knew that sin was going to happen and we were all going to need this rest. But even before that, he just had this in place beforehand. So it almost signifies that there must have been some other really good reason for this. Well, I think with temptation coming, and he knew that would come through Satan uh, as well. And the whole idea of uh, self-interest and self-promotion that was part of the original fall pre-our earth uh, yeah. with, with the devil and his wanting to be God kind of thing. I think it's clear that God knows that, that we do well to stop and ponder um, something beyond self-interest, beyond you know just doing something for me and to be able to focus on, on who he is and what he – is, is able to do and create and be and all those kinds of things just pulls us beyond ourselves. And again, we think of Sabbath oftentimes in connecting with rest as in we're tired and we want to rest now. Yeah. As opposed in as uh, in, a, in a no tired world, it would be more <laughs> of a, a ceasing from one thing to focus on another. another. Well, and those of us that have kids, I mean, that's what, you know, that was one of the things as an Adventist that was part of the reason you needed to get married to a good Adventist girl was so that she understood the Sabbath. And, you know, when you had kids and family that you get, you know, make sure you get your Saturday afternoon nap in. Right. Uh, you know, you've got kids, you're tired. Yeah, you had, that's why, you know, you had to have someone that was on the same page with you. And, you know, I, I liked how you kind of, you, you laid out earlier in the message about some things that you said, I have some hopes for this series. Because I thought to myself, okay, we're going to go over this. And you kind of touched on it, but it's a little like preaching to the choir because, you know, we we are a Seventh-day Adventist church. But I really found, um, I really found the, the things that you had listed to be, now I'm kind of hoping for the same things. You said, I hope it will comfort and confirm a Sabbatarian commitment. Hope it will change us to contemporize this ancient practice of honoring the Sabbath. Hope it will stretch us away from making an idol of the Sabbath. And I hope it will call us to hold Sabbath with greater humility. And I hope it will motivate us to share this amazing gift for all humanity who so desperately need a Sabbath in our 24-7 world. And I thought, man, those are all things that absolutely 
you know, when you think about the Sabbath, these are all things that you, that we don't sometimes stop and just think about. You go, oh man, Sparkle is the first one on Friday afternoon, I mean, Friday morning, you're saying Sabbath yet? You know, <laughs> Sabbath yet? It's, it's Sabbath day. And it's like, well, yes, it will be this evening. Yes, Sabbath day. You know, and, and she can't wait for it because even, you know, she knows we're going to church. And, you know, nine times out of 10, uh, she knows that we're going to do something a little bit different. Friday night dinner is usually a little bit different, you know, candles, or sometimes we'll listen to a story or, you know, different things. And you know, Sabbath is seeing your friends and, and just not doing, not having to, you know, yeah, church, well, we're, Adventists, we're always late for church. So you don't really keep a schedule <laughs> for church because you're always late anyway. But that whole rush just seems to kind of go away mentally, no matter what you're doing physically. And I think that's a huge part of what some people miss is that there's just so much that just takes uh, mentally even that it takes away right, from I, you. I think that it's really interesting. You know, we, we have these, uh, these studies like the Loma Linda Health Study and stuff that, that demonstrate that people within our denomination end up living longer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've, we've liked to, we like to credit that, that we live healthier, um, <laughs> eat, eat better, and get more exercise. And, I, you know, I've, I've, I've watched a long time. I'm not convinced that's really <laughs> probably it. It, it, may, it may be our longevity may be from this weekly cycle of taking a whole day hmm. to unplug. Yeah. And that whole stepping away from life may bring a health benefit that we have not been able to quantify. You know, I think there's studies that are starting to do that. I'm actually part of the the what was it phase two of the Loma Linda study. I still get the oh, okay. I still get the things in the mail. Um, you know how how you doing? You still kicking? Yeah, that's me. I'm still here. So <laughs> I'm still alive. Uh, that's right. I don't know if I'm making it to this whole healthy 100 business, but we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> but I think that this is a subject though that amongst our a lot of our Protestant friends, it just gets dismissed, and not for a, necessarily from a neg. I'm not saying from a negative standpoint, like they're just like, oh, that stupid Sabbath business again. But I think right. it's just like, oh, I know about the Sabbath, and for whatever reason that they don't hold it in the same regard as we do biblically. It just seems like it's a subject. How do we get traction with this from someone that, you know, maybe is just like, nah, you know, I know you go to church on Saturday, but I'm like, that's not, the, we don't go to church on Sabbath because it's the Sabbath. At least I don't feel that way. Do we? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously that, that's, that's tied to it, but I think, I think the whole idea of <clears throat> a 24 hour Sabbath is a, a practice that will be, will benefit a person's life you know, regardless if it's on, on, on the, what we call the Sabbath kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like that. Well, I'm excited for the, the weeks that are upcoming. Cause it looks like we have quite a few, uh, I did have it here, but that has escaped me, but uh, we'll go over that at the end. Anyway, what's coming up at least for the next week. But it's a, it's a total of five part series. And this was the first. And then this next week we talk about what Jesus did to restore a proper understanding of Sabbath. Oh, nice. And then about what does keeping it holy mean for us today, and then if Sabbath will any day do, and Sabbath, what are the eschatological implications? That's, oh, that's right, that's yeah. Parts. No, those are, I mean, I'm just excited because I think this is something that it never hurts to just brush up on some of the things that you feel like, nah, I've got that covered. We do this every week. What, you know, what do I need to know about the Sabbath? But, you know, <laughs> even this week, just those two things that, again, I had kind of bumped into that myself a couple of years ago, but the second one to just realize that, 
it just gives you a greater appreciation of the love of God for how much he really cares for us that he put this in motion before there was a need for it to be in motion or at least part of the need that we understand. And I just think that's just one more way to look at God and go, he is so good to us and we we just don't deserve it. (laughs) That's right. We just don't. All right. Our first official whole life takeaway asked, why do you think God initiated Sabbath before anyone was tired? Now, I've been thinking about this. I was laid out flat in bed watching the service online this week. (laughs) And um, when I got your email and I pulled up the takeaways, I've been thinking about this. And finally this afternoon, I'm like, I like this one because it just makes me feel – This makes me feel special that God decided that this was something we needed. And I came to this conclusion. I think it's about worship. Um, Mm. Worshiping God, that worship comes in many ways, not just because we go to church on Saturday and we we worship as a congregation and song and in prayer and in Bible study, but being thankful for the Sabbath and for salvation and the relationship that God wants and he has with us and worshiping in nature by whatever it is, hiking, swimming, camping, for me, riding my motorcycle, uh, worship through fellowship and friendship, friends and family. I mean, the list is endless, but in all those ways on Sabbath, when we take a deliberate time outside of a text message, a quick phone call, but we're actually in community. I think that's worshiping on the Sabbath in the, in part the way God had designed it, that you guys need each other more than just these quick hits. And that's, that, that holds true of family. It holds true of spouses and all and any special relationship and time with him. I, I just, right. I, I really in, resonated with that one right off the bat. So Listeners, why do you think God made Sabbath before anyone was tired? As always, we'll take your questions, your answers, comments, something we said, didn't say, how you feel about the subject. You can leave us your insights by voicemail or text 407-965-1607 or email podcast at wholelife.church. That's a new one. That one is actually working. It's been tested and proven, so I know I will get your responses when you send them. So uh, good work, Randy. There you go. Our final thoughts this week are from the closing to Andy's message. He said, make your Sabbath more intentional. For those who have never really engaged with the Sabbath, try it. For those of you who have a long Sabbath heritage, I just invite you to be more intentional with Sabbath. Its origin preceded the fall. There was value in remembering the Sabbath in Eden. There is value in remembering it now. There will be value in honoring it when all things are made new. A day of recognizing God is all in all, and he loves you. I'm thinking that's about as good as you can say it, that God (laughs) is all in all, and he loves you. And a whole day to think about that and how that affects every aspect of your life and worship him. That's just pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's see. We we know that next week is part two. And what what Jesus did to restore the Sabbath. Did to restore the Sabbath. And you're you're preaching all five of these? Uh, actually, I, was, I thought I was. I'm not preaching uh, the one on the 21st. Okay. Um, Who's in? How, what is it? What does keeping it holy mean for us today? I've, I have got to, I've got to arrange a speaker because I've been told by family that we have a family obligation that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, I will take care of that. We'll stay out of trouble, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. But I will do the rest of them. <laughs> All right. Excellent. And so we won't have Jeff for a week or two anyway. Well, he's gone. well. Actually, he, he may be. We don't. We don't know. It, okay. It, it, the, trip, the trip has been complicated, and we'll find out the answer soon. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. Well, it's always it's always good when we can get all three of us together. And so hopefully that'll be the sooner than later. So as always, do join us again next Wednesday for episode 198. Remember to wash your hands, people. Don't go out and buy toilet paper and a, and a pallet of water. Just wash your hands. That'd be great. <laughs> Thanks for listening and have a great week.